This is Cole Schistler, sports and lifestyles editor for the VIU Navigator, and you're listening to The Masthead on 101.7 CHLY in Nanaimo. This week, it's News and Sports Edition, which means that we have a brand spooking new issue of the NAV, and in celebration of this spookiest of seasons, it's a Halloween issue. Today we're looking at Nanaimo Spooky Lantern Tours, the terror of climate change, the and nail-biting Mariners action. All that and more coming up right now. Spooky, scary skeletons and shivers down your spine. Shrieking skulls will shock your soul, seal your doom tonight. Hello and welcome to the Masthead, the official radio companion to the Navigator newspaper. I am your host and Halloween pun expert, Brendan Barlow. This is the news and sports edition of the Masthead. As per usual, a little housekeeping right off the top. You can connect with me at the show at any time on Twitter with hashtag MastheadRadio and by email at themastheadradio at gmail.com. I check both often and will respond as quickly as possible, including on the show when that uh, eventually happens. Uh, If you've missed an episode of The Masthead, you can find all of our past shows on iTunes or your podcasting app, or by heading to themastheadradio.wordpress.com. Joining me in studio this week is our fearless editor-in-chief, Molly Barrio. Welcome back to the show, Molly. Hi. Hi. How you doing? Good. The weather is throwing me off, though. It's it's hard hard to manage. Well, it's sunny, and then it's raining, and then it's sunny, but it's warm. Mm-hmm. So you can't bundle up, but you got a layer. Yeah. Typical BC. Yeah, go figure, right? Yeah. So we've got plenty of news and sports to share with you this week, but first Molly is going to share with you her editorial in which she explores the magic and wonder of a horror movie title generator and some of the more beautiful and creative horror titles for real movies that she has discovered. Molly, I'm going to take it. I'm going to give it right to you. and Go Sweet. for it. Thank you. Uh, the scary movie title generator. So I was sitting around and I was on Netflix, as you are, and I couldn't help but notice how repetitive horror movie titles were. And this is how I felt about it. So before we begin toting Santa hats and playing Mariah Carey on repeat, we need to discuss a strange occurrence that's been gathering steam in my overactive pumpkin-spiced brain this month. Halloween is upon us and has all of us craving something spooky as the weather changes. Leaves fall, the Netflix logo shines from our screens, and under the horror category is a long list of possible titles. But then you notice it. Almost 70% of all titles begin with The. The Omen. The Cabin in the Woods. The Shining. The Thing. The Birds. The Fly. Etc. Has originality gone to the dogs? I mentioned this to my family over the holiday weekend, and they agreed that this trend seem to gain momentum at the abun- with the abundance of Stephen King movie adaptations. For a prolific writer, accredited for producing so many popular works, they can appear pretty dull. Or is that the point? Leave them guessing, King. That will gather an audience. Suspense is what we crave, so the unknown factor is appealing enough that simply naming your film a singular noun guarantees a box office smash. I disagree. There have been many times where my partner and I scroll through thriller and horror section only to find the title soon blur into one, lacking originality and guidance to the movie's eventual climax. We can't remember if we've seen that one about the family who moves to the farmhouse and eventually succumbs to the omnipresent physical presence in the old creaky house. Sound familiar? That's because it occurs in about six different films, usually accompanied by a location. 
and the word exorcism or haunting. And then I found it, the horror movie title generator. Someone else encountered this conundrum, and instead of complaining, they let us create our own nonsense titles. Here's the few that I enjoyed. Dawn of the Vampire Phone Call Part 5. Or as I prefer, The Calling. Because ambiguity is better. But Part 5? You'd think someone would have picked up the phone by now. Den of the Wicked Beaver Destroyer. Sounds R-rated. And is the beaver a destroyer? Or is the beaver destroyed? I'll let you decide. Bounced checks of the dying beast. Because nothing's scarier than bills. Attack of the underachieving sausage from the dead. I'm dead serious. I appreciate the clarification that this is not just any sausage, but one that didn't go anywhere in life, but from the dead. Talk about originality. Finally, a title that gives me a taste of what I might be enjoying. Unfortunately, the generator avoided the definite article that gave me such trouble earlier. Maybe this is the right direction for future films. I'll leave you here with a few of About Entertainment's ridiculously awesome horror movie titles that actually exist. Chud. Cannibalistic Humanoid Underground Dwellers from 1984. I Bought a Vampire Motorcycle, 1990. Poultry Night of the Chicken Dead, 2008. Sometimes Aunt Martha Does Dreadful Things, 1971. Find a whole list at horror.about.com. Find our list of our Halloween picks in the newspaper. Uh, and then, oh, for those who are still getting the Are You Still Watching call for help from Netflix after eight straight hours, there's a ghost story on page 12 that doesn't start with the. Thank you. Thank you, Molly. That um, Those are some great, great titles. Have you made any effort to watch any of the ones that you discovered with wonderful titles? They're on a list. Good, yeah, they I'll, should be. I'll, I'll make it there. Have you? Uh, oh, I've seen Chud uh, a couple of times. <laughs> um, Poultry Geist, I think I saw a long time ago. Uh, one that I mentioned to you was Ginger Dead Man. Yeah, that which didn't is make it in. Fascinating and horrifying at the same time. There's also, uh, it's not as ridiculous, but it's called Pinocchio's Revenge. And mm. it is a horror film about Pinocchio Finally. that uh, I remember seeing on VHS whenever I would go in and, and have a look. Does he kill his nose? I'm sure he has to do something with his I'll nose, right? Yeah, There's got to be good. a nose death that they've done it completely wrong. Just like with his face, just pushing into people. <laughs> Um, so it is like you say it is the the horror movie season um have you been watching any any fun horror movies this month yeah what did i get into i watched creep the other day uh with mark i don't i don't know the names of the guys i'm never gonna like the guy that goes to film the video in uh in the woods with the guy right yeah okay yeah what'd you think oh my god it's not bad right oh my god i i was freaking out but i was like looking to my like boyfriend and being like What's gonna happen next? Just tell me so I'm not freaked out. Like, oh, and he's seen he had it. Seen he'd it. seen it before. So okay. he wanted to show it to me, and I was like, "What happens? Just warn me so I'm not freaked out." And the <laughs> ending just, oh god! I tried explaining it to my sister, and she just deadpan looked at me like I was crazy. Yeah. So clearly, it's a gooder. Yeah, it wasn't bad. I remember I watched that one a little while ago. It's uh, yeah. Do you have anything else, or is that the only one? That was the most recent. Okay. Uh, not. Not that I can remember. That one's just taken over everything I can think about now. It's ruined. <laughs> That's my fair. Dreams. It'll uh, surely mm-hmm. reflect on the jobs that you choose to take in the future. Masks, masks, and wolves, and uh-huh. then you combined it. He knew my fears. He knew your. He, fears. 
played the movie for me anyway. Uh, so I'm guessing you didn't watch your next then. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's the one I saw. With masks and wolves. <laughs> well, no, and that's, it was a sheep and the. One of them had a wolf mask, I think, or a, a dog mask. The anyway. masks were easier to handle in that one. Mm-hmm. Well, they're not on for very in- long. Yeah, you're not interested in that part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also a much more interesting movie than it looks on the surface. Absolutely. Yeah. If you haven't seen your next, maybe spoilers in this conversation, who knows? If not, just watch it because it's a great movie. I don't think we spoiled it. Well, we might because I'm not done with it. Uh, <laughs> but I like the turn that it takes with, you know, you have this idea in your head of what exactly what it's going to be. It's going to yeah. be like the strangers are going to come in the house and kill everyone and the movie's going to be over. And it's going to suggest like this could happen to you or something. Yeah. But instead it turns on its head and becomes almost funny and bizarre. I think the funniest scene in the whole movie is when the you the audience is aware that there's a, a rope or a cable mm, tied mm. across the front of the, the door and oh. the sister is sort of revving oh, no. herself up to no. run out the door. You don't know. You don't know that part. You yeah, don't you know. Do. You do know I that it's know. there. Oh, I'm pretty sure it shows you that it's there and then cuts back really? to her as she's uh, going, okay, what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to oh do it. Oh, my God. Which makes yeah, it kind I of like know. a funny, like I guess, uh, dramatic irony. It's so slow-mo and you're yeah. just waiting for everything yeah. to get solved by her solving everything. And and it, and, yeah. yeah it's and then, of course, there's the, the badass fighting fighting back female oh, character gosh, who's awesome. Great. Yeah. Really, really good movie. If you haven't seen your next, you should because mm-hmm. it's... It's fantastic. I saw that and The Conjuring in theaters on the same day. Oh, it was a long day. That's a long day. <laughs> All right, enough of our yammering. Let's play a little bit of music and get uh, get things started. There, this one is by the Dillinger Escape Plan from their new album Dissociation. Uh, the song is called Fugue, and we'll be back after with a look at what's trending.
Alright, that's plenty of that, I think. Uh, that was Dillinger Escape Plan from their new album called Dissociation. Uh, usually they're a kind of a math metal band, so I don't know what the what the hell that was. Uh, <laughs> I guess I should listen to songs all the way through when I pick them for the show, but I don't. Hooray! Alright, we're going to have a look now at what's trending in news and sports, but we can't do that without this. My spooky sound effect for that uh okay this is so the first thing we're gonna have a look at as some of you know uh i don't know molly did you watch the third and final presidential debate i got i got through about five minutes why why do you guys do it we don't have to vote for either of them no it was just it, <laughs> like 90 percent of any american channel had it playing yeah. and so i just kind of i wandered in just to check and because prior to the debate i was sitting in between my poli sci friend and then an older adult who was into it and i said you know what we should do we should look up drinking games for it <laughs> turns out somebody already had prepped a drinking game specifically made for this debate on the 19th well of course and had a list of things you pick your side and you pick either trump or clinton and then you read a list of words that they might say drink <clears throat> when they say it i just like glazed i just like checked a few and i was like that's funny you know they'll probably mm -hmm. say that literally when i changed the channel to it those words all showed up in the same five minutes, and I was going to yeah. be drunk if I almost the same sentence. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Russia, China, <laughs> abortion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so of course it is trending uh, this debate, and uh, there's a couple of things that I wanted to take a look at. One of them um, is covered by someone who is smarter and funnier than I am, and so uh, I'm not going to be able to play the video because it's a bit long. But I'm going to read this anyway. Uh, so Stephen Colbert did some did some talking about the debate and he brought up what he believes is one of the most troubling parts of the debate and I have to agree with them. I heard this is one of the few things I heard about it. Um, so here's what he, uh, Colbert says, though it came halfway through the debate tonight, I think the definitive moment of the evening of the election of the American experiment came down to when Chris Wallace asked Donald Trump if he would accept the results of the elections on November 8th. Uh, now, did you see this part of the no. debate? So, his response, Trump, who has recently doubled down on his accusations that the election is rigged, uh, didn't answer one way or another. His response was, I will tell you at the time, I'll keep you in suspense. Uh, a shot Colbert deferred to Hillary Clinton's response to the statement, which was, that is horrifying. Colbert needed to play Trump's answer one more time before addressing it. And so this is what Colbert had to say. He said, oh, suspense, Colbert said, democracy is going to end with a cliffhanger. I guess we're all going to have to wait until November 9th to find out if we still have a country. If Donald Trump is in the mood for a peaceful transfer of power or if he is going to wipe his fat ass with the Constitution, that is what uh, Colbert had to say. There's a great clip of him talking about it, which this computer is just being a little too temperamental for me to want to try. We all know what he sounds like. Yeah. It sounds um, like it came from him. But yeah. you can tell that he's he's almost more vulgar than I find him. And um, Colbert. Well, just yeah. that, like, wiping his ass with the Constitution. Yeah. Like, you can tell that people are genuinely angry now. And they should be. The uh, Like, uh, you know, I, I was thinking about this yesterday, and, you know, we give the, the U.S. a lot of crap, but I know that they are better than him. Like... That's the thing, is you, you have... I have this blind faith in the yeah. United States, and I'm just praying that, like, all goes well according to what I hope mm -hmm. our generation can handle. Mm -hmm. But... Yeah, it's a frightening, frightening thing. Um, so, 
so another one here is a trending hashtag from the night of the debate. So there were many fiery exchanges between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump, of course, in the final U.S. debate on uh, Thursday morning. One particular comment from the Republican candidate left most of Twitter enraged. Uh, not long after insisting that nobody respects women more than me, Trump muttered <laughs> such a nasty woman when Hillary what? Clinton was describing her plan to raise taxes on the wealthy. Uh, my social security payroll contribution will go up as will Donald's if he can figure out if he can figure out how to get out of it. Hillary had quipped uh, nasty woman soon became a trending topic on Twitter. Uh, Melissa Boteach tweeted, I'm dressing up as a hashtag nasty woman for Halloween, by which I mean I will dress as a competent, calm, and brilliant woman. Hashtag mm. debate night. Uh, Peggy Ward, PhD, said, I'm a hashtag nasty woman because I wanted to be treated as a human being. Hashtag debate night. Um, uh, yeah, and sort of on and on with this. Uh, Trump's attitude towards women has been uh, disgusting, I think is a good word for that. He's I mean, had some pretty heinous things to say. I'm trying to think if there's ever been something that like Clinton would have said during a debate that might be like, you know, that double standard where you can't talk badly about a woman, but all we do is trash talk Trump. Mm, and like, I, I don't, don't know. think so. <laughs> I just I'm just trying to think of like, because throughout, if he says something kind of stupid, she kind of like smiles and she gets this crazy like dazed look mm -hmm. like she looks kind of high at most times during the debate and she kind of like grins and so that's her quiet version of like making america agree with her but that's the difference between her and trump is yeah, that says it. she doesn't have to say anything yeah and he does it for her yeah. but the scary thing is is that people still do agree with him that's the, that's the part I think that is the most upsetting is that people still think that he's on the right track with the horrendous things that he says. And I mean, I'm not I'm not here to tell anyone that Hillary Clinton is the best or that, uh, you know, she's the clear and obvious no. choice. It's not going to be an easy thing to do. But much like our last election, the choice wasn't necessarily simple. But it was clear what needed to happen and what needed to not happen. Well, it's, this is the same, but there's a lot of people who <clears throat> didn't like the last eight years mm -hmm. and are wanting a change, and that change is Republican. And so <clears throat> it doesn't matter kind of who it is. It's that idea that they mm -hmm. want somebody contradictory to Obama, and you're not going to get that if you vote for Clinton. And so it's just... Uh. Yeah, I mean, as as Canadians, I feel pretty underqualified to talk about this too much. So I'm going to let someone who I respect talk about it instead. So this this is Aziz Ansari who has some words about about voting for any any American listeners of this show. I can't imagine there's many. <laughs> uh, any of you dual citizens out there? Here's what uh, Aziz says. Hello, I'm Aziz Ansari. I'm here because apparently. There's someone watching this video that's on the fence about voting and they're gonna see me telling them to vote and then they're gonna be like, okay, I guess I'll vote. What, what the f do you need? How many celebrities have made these stupid f videos? Robert Downey Jr. made one. DiCaprio made one. Jennifer Lawrence is in one. These people are way more famous than me. Why do you need me? Well, Aziz, some of the millennials are really responding to you. If you can make a video, really, it's gonna make a difference. There's a f guy running that says he hates brown people. Why, well, that's not enough. 
He doesn't believe in climate change. You realize how dumb you have to be to not believe in climate change at this point? Seriously, this video is gonna make the difference. It's my lunch break right now. Go vote, please. So there you go. That is uh, Aziz Ansari's thoughts on undecided people. That's great. Yeah, I, I mean, we dealt with that a little bit when Trudeau got elected as people saying that they weren't going to vote. And I mean, I have no patience for that attitude anymore. Moving right along to something else. This one comes to us from the province. Langley gang member charged with the murder of a Hell's Angel. What? So the man accused of killing Hell's Angel, Bob Green, was out on bail at the time of the shooting. Jason Francis Wallace, 27, was charged Tuesday with second-degree murder for the slaying of Green on rural property in Langley Sunday morning. Uh, Wallace was on a $1,000 bail on drug trafficking charges that, that he faces with Green's cousin. Uh, Corporal Megan Foster of the Integrated Homicide Investigation Team would not disclose Wallace's gang links. Uh, but a year ago, the BC's anti BC's anti-gang agency described Wallace as a member of the 856 gang after he was arrested in Langley uh, with Langley resident Leonard Pelletier, 49. Pelletier is, con uh, is the cousin of Green, the high-ranking Hells Angel, found dead at about 10.30 a.m. Sunday in the 23700 block of 72nd Avenue. Good God, Vancouver's a big place. <laughs> the killing is believed to have stemmed from a dispute at an all-night party. Post-media news... All night. Yeah. The best kind of party goes Nothing all night and happen. features gangs. Uh, Post Media News has learned from Wallace himself that Wallace himself called the police to say that he was a suspect in the fatal shooting. This led to his dramatic arrest by Surrey RCMP at 152nd Street at about 10 a.m. on Monday. Uh, there you go. So that happened. That's I don't terrifying. Know. I, why would that guy F with the Hells Angels? Well, he's in a gang too. I'm sure there's some kind Ugh. of. Yeah. It's frightening. The he's the same age as I am. Just I mean, that's. Yeah. That's, that's a bizarre thing yeah, to me. Yeah, I'm glad to, you went this way and he went that way. Yeah. And I'm sorry for him, but he just... Yeah. Oh, everybody knows not to do that. Well, we'll see how that pans yeah, out, I guess. Yeah, whatever we won't, because it's just somebody else who has yeah. got their own life. Yeah. Uh, for you sports fans, I've got two sports stories here. Uh, Robin Van Persie comments on Manchester United exit ahead of the Fenerbach match. Batsy, whatever. If you're a soccer fan, you know what that is. Uh, Robin Van Piercy has revealed that he still could be a Manchester United player had Sir Alex Ferguson not decided to retire in 2013. So if you were wondering who to blame, blame Sir Alex Ferguson. Uh, <laughs> what else? This is from yesterday, so this is kind of... Eh, it doesn't matter. Bruins legend Bob Yor made his first NHL appearance 50 years ago today, which seems... Huh? That seems like a long time. He's not still playing hockey. Bobby Orr, no. Okay. It just seemed really... It's a very familiar name, and I wasn't sure if it was well, because he still played no. or because... Yeah, that makes sense. It's like Jeez. 50 years. He's got to stop playing. He's going to turn to <laughs> dust if he keeps it up. He's just a robot. <laughs> still playing. Bobby Orr's legendary Boston Bruins career began 50 years ago on October 19th, 1966. Yeah, no kidding. He's not playing Brendan Jesus in a 6-2 win over the Detroit Red Wings at the Boston Garden. So there you go. Uh, if you're a fan of Bobby Orr, you now have a date to put with that. Um, Can you imagine? Like, I just can't believe that I still know his name, and that was 50 years ago. Yeah. Like, that guy, he was 18 mm -hmm. when he started playing. It's so normal. And all these people look up to this guy. And it's like, his name is still common. Yeah. It's just so cool. And he's Canadian, so woo. All right, Bobby Orr. Um, I, I read, uh, when this isn't really, this is sort of sports news that... Uh, mm -hmm. 
uh, Steve Nash is trying to get his name removed from a bunch of gyms or something that his name is on. There's so a bunch of them. Yeah, What's so wrong that's good. I, I don't know. I read the headline and someone's comment made me laugh. It was, now you'll see just how hard it is to, to cancel a membership at a gym. <laughs> so that was pretty funny to me. Yeah. Uh, we're going to move right on here with... Um, with more of our own news and this time around hopefully if i can find it what are we talking about we are going to um we're going to actually let aislin give us the news oh, in sweet. a nutshell trying all kinds of new things uh anyway this is our news editor aislin Cotel with our news in a nutshell hello everyone aislin here with this issue's nutshell news column We've got four items in the column this week. Number one is that applications are open with the Habitat for Humanity Mid-Vancouver Island group who are looking for two new partner families to enter their program and become homeowners. To be considered, a family of four must have a gross income between $38,000 and $55,000 per year. There will be two four-bedroom houses available located at 2360 Extension Road in Nanaimo. Application forms can be found at www.habitatmvi.org and the deadline for application is November 21st at 4 p.m. The Habitat for Humanity program allows families ineligible for conventional mortgage to become homeowners. Selective families will receive a house sold at market value with special provisions, including no down payment and an interest-free mortgage. Item number two is that the city of Nanaimo is replacing a water main and Fortis, BC is replacing a gas main on Wall Street this month. The construction will be located on Wall Street in Nanaimo, and it is expected to be complete by October 28th. Wall Street will be closed to traffic during work hours, reopening on evenings and weekends during the construction. The public is advised to reroute along Comox Road to access the Nanaimo Curling Club and use Bradley Street to access Pythian Lane or Parkview Terrace. Item number three is that Schmooze Productions is putting on a production of the cult classic Rocky Horror Show. It will be located at Harbor City Theatre, 25 Victoria Road in Nanaimo, and shows are at 8 o'clock p.m. on November 3rd, 10th, 17th, and 24th, with a special late night showing at 11 p.m. On, Oct- on November 12th. Tickets can be purchased at www.schmoozproductions.com. For those already a fan of the Rocky Horror Picture Show, a live performance is a great way to experience the tale anew, with additional twists and turns you just don't get in the movie version. If you're completely unfamiliar with the show, Rocky Horror is a classic, hilarious, wild ride that is an absolute must-see for B-movie, sci-fi, horror, and rock and roll fans especially. Our last item is that the annual Kris Kringle Craft Market will be returning next month for a four-day Christmas extravaganza from November 17th to the 20th. It will be located at Bebbin Park Social Center in Nanaimo. Event tickets are $10 per day or $15 for a four-day pass. The market hosts over 150 artisans selling a wide variety of items from jewelry and pottery to wooden toys and unique artisan food. There will also be activities including face painting, carriage rides, pictures with Santa, and cookie decorating, plus the opportunity to enter in hourly draws. Thanks for listening and have a great week. Thank you, Aislin. All right, next up here, we're going to talk Witness Blanket. The Witness Blanket art installation has, is coming to or has come to VIU. I guess we'll find out here properly. Uh, worn leather ice skates, three piano keys stained gray, a lemon yellow sign warning of soiled linen, mounted next to a brass doorknob and lock, two cut braids of dark hair, and a crumbling moccasin held together with red ribbon. These are just a few of the 800 artifacts which make up the Witness Blanket, an eight-foot-tall, 40-foot-long installation created by artist Casey Newman to explore the ongoing process of reconciliation with Indigenous people in Canada. Newman collected the items in the witness blanket from former residential schools, government buildings, and churches all across the country. Some are actual fragments of the structures, uh, broken concrete pipes, 
Broken concrete, pipes, and light bulbs. Others are more personal. Dolls, clothing, weathered with age and use. Photographs and articles are printed on every inch of the 13 wood panels. A subtle roll call that becomes increasingly overwhelming the longer you look. In the center of the piece is a wooden door opening outwards with the word Sunday Mass in bold black print above the frame. The door, Newman says, is from a former St. Michael's residential school in Alert Bay and is always kept open to symbolize the events which occurred behind it will never be forgotten, as well as to encourage the ongoing conversation and mindfulness that true reconciliation requires. First launched in 2014, the installation has toured all across Canada in towns and cities alike. Now through the prolonged efforts of both those on campus and in the art of regional district of Nanaimo it has come to stay for a time at VIU. The reception of the blankets installation on October 6th had an amazing turnout. Hundreds attended to listen to several speakers, including VIU elder and residential school survivor Gary Manson, touched on the theme of reconciliation and the impact of bringing the blanket to the university. Newman himself spoke on how creating the blanket led him to explore the meaning of reconciliation. He says that reconciliation is different from equality in that issues of equality, such as clean drinking water and human rights, owe to everyone regardless of their history. Reconciliation, he says, is about casting aside the paradigms that brought us here in the first place and constant intentional remembrance of the atrocity that took place uh, so as to honor the victims to ensure it never happens again. In viewing in the viewing room after the reception, the atmosphere was solemn, with quiet murmurs of conversation filling the space as people looked or took in the piece. Some voices were contemplative, others emotional. The history on display brought painful memories to the surface. Even those who didn't have direct connection to the residential schools, sorry. Oh, you're, all right. Uh, even for those who didn't have a direct connection to the residential schools, it is impossible to see the blanket and not feel the staggering weight of its message. The longer you look, the more you see. Layers and layers of objects, layers of people, and layers of pain. As VIU Chancellor Ralph Nielsen said, it is a stationary piece of work, but when you stand in front of it, you will hear all sorts of things. Nielsen said that this he is very grateful for, for these Nanaimuk people for helping install the piece uh, in the right way. He said that the university is all about taking on different dialogues, and the blanket is one of the most powerful installations he's seen. If that doesn't sell you on going to see this this installation, I have no idea how to convince you. So, the blanket will be on display in the View Gallery, Building 330, until November 30th, Tuesday to Saturday between 11 and 5 p.m. There will also be a free workshop called the Blanket Exercise, which invites participants to explore the history of treaty-making, colonization, and resistance in Canada. There will be several sessions of the workshop over the next month, and those interested can sign up online by searching VIU Blanket Exercise at eventbrite.ca. The arrival of the blanket marks the beginning of a series of events at VIU called Reconciliation Road, Join the Journey with VIU. Uh, others events in the series will include the raising of a third totem pole, VIU's Aboriginal at VIU's Aboriginal gathering, gathering Place, a concert with native Canadian singer-songwriter Buffy St. Marie at the Port Theatre, and the second annual Indigenous Speaker Series with Laurier Institution and CBC One Radio, CBC Radio One's Ideas and Testify, an installation created by pairing together lawyers and artists and having them collaborate on the theme of reconciliation. A uh, very powerful piece that I recommend going I and having a look at. Absolutely. Uh, and now over to Molly with another bit of information. Sure. The VIU Sustainability Advisory Committee, also known as SAC or SAC, has endorsed a project this spring which seeks to express the concept of sustainability through collaborative art. The workshop style event will result in a piece 
formed by 24 separate clay tiles, each created by a different individual, which will then be fused to form a full mural that will be installed on campus. Participation in the project is free, open for application from VIU students, staff, and alumni. SAC hopes to hopes a range of people from different backgrounds will sign up as they would like the piece to span the perspectives of various disciplines, ages, nationalities, and cultures on the theme of sustainability. More importantly, participants do not need any former experience in art. Sign me up. The process will be guided by professional artist Linda Fox, a retired BC art teacher, VIU art educator, and winner of various awards, including the Prime Minister Award for Teaching Excellence. That's pretty cool. Fox has been facilitating mural workshops across Canada for several years with different themes depending on her focus group, which can range from elementary school to university-age students. Her most recent installation was a mural at Memorial University in New Brunswick, focusing on a history of medicine through the province's history. Linda has taken her mural construction a long way, developed some of really great knowledge and skill around it, and has been able to bring out some really excellent work from people who say they are not artists, said Margot Croft, Administrative Assistant of Environmental and Sustainability at VIU. She will be the first to say, in fact, that everyone is an artist. The creation process will have two main stages, design and creation, currently to be held over four study days during reading break, February 20th to 24th. The second stage, antiquing, is planned to be held on two exam study days, April 12th and 13th. In the first stage, the group will take an entire day to explore the idea of sustainability and what it means to each individual. The participant will discuss images that represent sustainability, find their inspiration, and each sketch a draft of their tile. They will then transfer their design to clay, learn about working with the medium, and create their piece. In the second stage, the tiles have been fired and participants will add gold, silver, bronze, and copper coloring to their piece. The tiles will then be arranged and grouted into place, followed by an unveiling ceremony to present the mural to the community. Some proposed ideas for placement include the half wall next to the bookstore entrance or the breezeway in building 300. In between. Where's the breezeway? What's a breezeway? Uh, like a, like a small walkway, I guess. Huh. Like a sidewalk, but between two buildings. Be. Oh, Hmm. I'll go look for it. Okay. Perhaps Overall. the other location would be the better choice then. <laughs> I know if where that If the immediate is, yeah. reaction is where, then maybe the other place is better. She says that bookstore entrance or the breezeway in between building 300. Yep. Oh, wait. All right. Let's okay. work this Moving out on. later. Moving on. <laughs> Overall, the project will be a seven day workshop with three to five hours of crafting each day excluding breaks. Those interested in signing up must be available for every workshop day for the entire time. Applications should be submitted to sustainability at viu.ca and include your name, area of interest or study, and a maximum of 100 words of why you would like to be a part of this legacy. Alright, thank you Molly. There you go. You have a couple of things worth looking into, I would say. We're going to play another song. This one is by Solange. Solange? Solange, probably. Don't say sister. Uh, sure. <laughs> the It is from her new album, A Seat at the Table. The song yeah. is called Mad, and we will be back after this.
tell him why you mad, son Cause doing it all ain't enough Cause everyone all in my cup Cause I just said still owe me bucks So I got the right to get bucked But I try not to let it build up I'm too high, I'm too better, too much So I let it go, let it go, let it go I ran into this girl, she said Why you always blame it? Why you can't just face it? Why you always gotta be so mad? Be mad, be mad be Why you always talking shit? Always be complaining Why you always gotta be Why you always gotta be so mad? I got a lot to be mad about Be mad, be mad When you With this mass account that didn't wear a cap and gown. Are you mad cause the judge ain't give me more time? And when I took the suicide, I didn't die. I remember how mad I was on that day. Man, you gotta let it go before I get up in the way. Let it go, let it go. Solange from her new album A Place at the Table we did determine during the break that that was indeed Beyonce's sister uh, so that's a big shadow to live under so mm-hmm. I'm not surprised that it was kind of subpar dull um, <laughs> and you had little Wayne come on Solange you're better than that probably I don't know you as a person but maybe you are <laughs> Uh, time to get spooky this month with Nanaimo Museum's Lantern Tours. Halloween is here and the Nanaimo Museum is getting in the spirit with its October tours and exhibits. Coming back for its fourth year are the Lantern Tours, which explore Nanaimo's darker side. The tour, which runs every Friday from the 14th to the 28th, takes uh, museum goers on a walk through old Nanaimo's cobbled streets with stops at downtown's most notorious sites. Backed by popular demand, the tour stops by the old provincial jail, the courthouse, and the bastion, and tells stories of grisly events in Nanaimo's history. The Lantern Tours 
The Lantern Tour is a history tour with a darker with darker themes like murders and hanging, said Amy Greenway, uh, Nanaimo Museum's interpretation curator. It's a great way to share stories from our past that we don't normally include in tours. Inspired by the rising popularity in ghost tours and dark tourism, this year's tour includes a new story about a crime connected to the seedier parts of 19th century Nanaimo. Mm. We, we don't uh, we don't want to give all the juicy details, said Jamie Franzman, Museum Service Coordinator and Lantern Tour Guide, but the Red Light District crime was theft involving a teenager, a sex worker, and a madam that made headlines all around the province in July 1893. Other stories from the tour include an axe murderer on Protection Island, public hangings, and a famous architect with an infamous personal life. Tours run from 6.30 to 8 p.m. October 14th, 21st and 28th and cost $15 a person. Pre-registration is required for the tour as space is limited. For more information you and to register, you can visit nanaimomuseum.ca. I already have my tickets for that. Molly, are you planning to, to check it out or have you, uh, have you not the stomach for a downtown Nanaimo tour? The stomach. I don't have the means. I, uh, fair enough. <laughs> I'm a student living on a student budget. But I've, I've read a lot and I've studied a bit and I did an article myself on Nanaimo's spooky downtown in the past. And that 1893 article or story sounds really interesting. Mm-hmm. So it'll be it'll be fun for sure. Definitely. Have you been on a ghost tour before? Uh, not particularly. I checked out a couple of Nanaimo Museum's past exhibits mm-hmm. that had to do with casinos and, and, and the red light kind of idea. And mm-hmm. it was... Um, Pretty informative. Pretty interesting. That's good. All right. And now, Molly, I believe you have a story yep. about something. So let's hear it. Well, Cole, uh, he, he's our sports and lifestyle editor. He wrote an article about our Nanaimo comedy scene. And he talked to uh, Peter Hudson, who I think is really interesting. So check this out. Uh, Peter Hudson has been a comedian for five years. He has toured across Western Canada with the likes of Jake the Snake Roberts, John Lovitz, Everlast, Platinum Blonde, Biff Naked, and Super Troopers. Now, Hudson is focused on bringing world-class comedy to Nanaimo. It's been growing, Hudson says. We've always had a steady scene. A few of us would do shows here and there. I'd do a show every three months. And then I was like, you know what? Nanaimo is in dire need. Hudson created a show for mental health awareness a few years ago. Hudson brings top talent to Nanaimo and donates to the proceeds to the Nanaimo Crisis Center and Suicide Prevention, though a series of shows through a series of shows from September to March. When I started doing comedy, I had a childhood friend who had done comedy in Vancouver. We hadn't talked in 15 years. Then all of a sudden, he moved to Nanaimo, and we reunited. I told him I started doing stand-up comedy, and I was working away in Alberta. I said, dude, we should do a show together when I get back. Just two weeks before I came back, his mom called me and told me he had taken his own life. Hudson feels that he is giving back to his friend and keeping his legacy alive through doing shows and helping people. He also believes comedy is a great way to combat seasonal depression in Nanaimo. We have an overcast from October to March. People get seasonal depression. Nobody's Superman. A lot of people get it. The best thing you can do is laugh. The next mental health awareness show is November 19th at the Queens with Canadian Comedy Award winner Graham Clark. There will also be a show at Miller's Pub on October 22nd with James Kennedy, winner of the 2014 Vancouver Yuck Off. Clark and Kennedy will be accompanied by a few local comedians. Nanaimo comedians have a chance to try out their material every other Tuesday night at Miller's Pub at the Departure Bay Ferry, by the Departure Bay Ferry Terminal. While there is a steady group of regular comedians, Hudson says a new comedian has stepped up to the mic every time. 
The open mics have been happening for two and a half months. Hudson welcomes all inspiring comedians to come to the open mics and try and get a laugh. Just do it, Hudson says. Just write and get on stage. Just do it. There's no better feeling than when you go up there and rip a show. Hudson hopes to have Nanaimo uh, Comedy Festival in the future and is focusing on getting students more involved in the Nanaimo comedy scene. I would love to have students coming to the open mics and us coming up there and just get some youth involved, Hudson says. We're a university town now. And he's got a point. I think that a lot of students have a lot of potential and they're too afraid to get up there and they think that just the VIU student pub has the only open mic. Mm -hmm. But when there's people like this who are looking out for students who are thinking about what comedy can do for people, I think it's really nice. Yeah, I agree. And it it is, it's a, it's a, scary proposition to to jump up on stage and, and start telling jokes and uh, it's something i've done a couple of times and it's scary every time it doesn't matter how many times you get up there and tell the same joke it, it's terrifying to look out at a bunch of people and go okay i have to try and make you laugh yeah uh, I, I mean in my case you know my my jokes aren't so much jokes as they are stories that are very personal and very much you know my own life experience so i want you to then laugh at my life yeah, experience laugh at me and what are in my what's in my it, past yeah and i think if you have even an inkling that you need to that you want to uh to get out and uh, and do comedy do it because it's uh when you do get the laugh and when you do have these people that are kind of on your team as you tell these jokes and these stories it's uh it's extremely rewarding as well as terrifying so uh yeah good. i agree fear is healthy fear fear is healthy it's Happy good for Halloween. you to be afraid exactly uh one last quick one here downtown nanaimo plays host to photography exhibition so nanaimo will be hosting the first annual vancouver island photography exhibition on october 21st so tomorrow from 6 to 9 p.m and october 22nd from 9 a.m to 5 p.m the exhibition will host numerous contributing artists from across vancouver island and provide opportunities to meet with other photographers artists and members of the public event host and coordinator sean stewart noted there is so many talented photographers here on vancouver island and that this is a great opportunity to meet and connect with local artists and support the work that we do the purpose of the event is not only to share the work of local artists but also to help build a sense of community and networking within the culture many of the participants in this event have come together through connections on social media where we've built somewhat of a supportive photography community stewart said I like that uh, somewhat of a supportive photography community. This event builds on that, allowing photographers to make valuable real-world connections, meet and learn from other artists, and gain exposure. All these things are invaluable in an industry that is incredibly difficult to make it in these days or any days. Uh, the event will be held at Hub City Studio downtown, in downtown, the downtown quarter, sorry. Uh, studio manager Zachary Tanner feels that particularly excited to be involved with the exhibit as a host. He added that his, he added his insights. Photography has the, this incredible power to capture the beauty of the world. There are so many photographers on Vancouver Island who showcase their particular, the, the particular beauty of the island. And for those who love beauty, Vancouver Island and photography, the exhibit will be a delight. So the event is free to attend and there will be complimentary tea and coffee for anyone who wants to view the gallery and enjoy local art. There's a lot going on in this town this month. So you don't want to, uh, you don't want to miss out on any of that. Uh, I'd like to mention that yes. that article was written by a contributor, Bryce Gardner. Yes, Bryce Gardner. Thank you, Bryce. Um, shouts for for that in his crew 100 course Absolutely. keep contributing yes we please. love to share students <laughs> articles 
Absolutely. So um, one of the things that we do on this particular edition of the show is a point of view from, well, VIU. So that is our point of VIU segment, which we are going to do now because I have recordings this week and I'm really excited to share them with you. So uh, our intrepid um, sports and lifestyles editor, Cole Schisler, went out and chatted with with the fine folks that were around uh, on campus and asked them for their uh, scariest or creepiest or most terrifying stories. Um, before we start, Molly, do you have a spooky story that can be um, less than a minute long? No. All right. No, you go for it. Okay. So uh, the first one here, um, yeah, this is the first one. I'm just going to play them because, uh, yeah, here you go. So I went to this uh, camp in grade six, and it was like, it was kind of like a semi-religious camp. They, they didn't go out and full out explain that, but it was kind of hinted at. And the whole time they were talking about M, which was kind of like Mother Earth. So we started having this imagination of like this M creature thing. And one night, at the very last night, after this uh, big seminar where they were talking and singing and playing guitar, we are all walking back, and we looked up onto this hill, and we see a white masked figure wearing a full white jumpsuit and, like, hiking poles. And this is out in Kananaskis in the middle of Alberta, so it's just like, this is a random person wearing a white mask up on the top of this cliff. And all the kids are like, oh my god, it's M! Because that's what we thought after being taught about this whole time. And the teacher's like, oh, yeah, 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 it's M. So uh, everyone just go back to the rooms, and uh, we're going to go to sleep early tonight. So after that, I didn't think anything of it until much later in life, but the teachers stayed up all night outside of each of the rooms, and they were totally freaked out because there was a guy with a mask running around this camp. <laughs> with that is the scariest thing that's ever happened. That's awesome. All right, so uh, I did say here's one and then realized that I wasn't going to do a little spiel between each one, so I'm just going to play the rest of them out. There are uh, six different ones, including the one you just heard. So these are people sharing their scary stories. Molly, what did you think of that one? And and uh, oh my god, <laughs> it's so much better when you hear it. Like yeah. hearing a scary story versus reading one, you just get you get the feel of the way the guy felt about it. And mm-hmm. my gosh, <laughs> why? Uh, who knows? All right, here are the rest of the point of viu. The scariest thing that's ever happened to me was um, a shark encounter that I had in Peru while surfing. I was out a mile back from the surf, just chilling in my board. And then um, I thought I saw a dolphin, but um, I paid attention to the dorsal fin and it went straight back and I knew it was a shark. And it kind of just like checked me out pretty close going and um, getting closer. At one point it was less than a meter away from me. Um, And I made eye contact with him. And then he looked at me and then went into the depths and just never, never saw it again. Damn, so, did you get out of there really fast? Um, the one thing that surfers are taught when encountering sharks is to stay very still because sharks um, react to like uh, motion. So if you just stay as, like, as still as you can and um, without any movement, um, it'll just like... <laughs> just like move out of the way and um, pretend it's like it's just a board and anything and then won't be interested in it. Oh, so, so yeah, um, I got to see the shark teeth and everything and their eyes are actually pretty fun big. Damn. So yeah, I gotta say that's one of my scariest things that have ever happened to me. I guess it's like stitched on the sides and it, it's like mechanical so it opens and closes. and. Uh, one time I, I forgot there was something underneath the cover like way back so I opened it a little bit 
and then went underneath, swam down, ran out of breath, and I tried to swim back up, like, by the deep end to push up on it, get air, and it wasn't budging. And I thought I was going to drown underneath my <laughs> So then, like, I, I was, like, in panic attack, trying to punch it, like, because, like, it's pretty far. I don't know. It's it's Probably not that far, but when you're out of breath, it's fucking hard. Like, and I barely made it, but, like, I swam back to where the opening was that I opened it to and, like, got out. And I was with my, uh, my friend. And, I, like, for, like, 20 minutes, I was just sitting there in shock because I thought I was going to die. And it's not like a... It's an unusual story, but I don't do that many things that are, like, life-threatening. That was one of them where I was just full-blown retarded. <laughs> I've never done something so stupid. Um, when I was really young, it would have to be... I was, I think, four or five, and I was sleeping in my parents' bed still. And um, I remember my mom, like, leaving for work and everything, and I was just in the bed with my dad and everything. And looking over... Waking up at, like, 3 a.m. and looking over to the door and seeing this huge figure of a man standing there and like looming over the doorway and staring at me and I looked over and like no there's no other man in my house other than my dad's like next to me and I was like what the heck being like six years old and scared as hell I like put my head back down and like every single time I would look up it was still there and it ended up like reaching its hand up and throwing something at me and I remember just like falling asleep right in bed and it's still something that stays with me today is like that huge scary figure in my this one time I was laying in the bed of a truck with a friend after a party because there wasn't enough room in the truck and we started looking up at the sky and we saw the silhouette of this like disc fly over the moon and we were like what? I was like dude did you see that? He was like yeah did you see that? And we just started talking about UFOs for the rest of the night and it was probably the creepiest thing I've ever seen. Um, I went to California and I stayed in a hotel with my aunt and my sister and basically they had told me all these stories of like how cupboards were being left open and stuff and I didn't believe them at all. And then the night I stayed, I slept on the couch by myself in the living room because I didn't want to share a bed with them. And I swear to God, someone like whispered in my ear and while I was trying to go to sleep and I woke up and I sat like straight up and I yelled and I ran into their room and I told them what happened. They're like, oh yeah, that's the Jerry ghost or like whatever. And they had like a whole backstory for the whole ghost. And I was like, oh my God. So yeah, the whole time I was there, I just hated sleeping and I don't think I slept very much as well. So. All right, the, those are your uh, scary stories that you uh, you told our, our dear Cole all about. So that's that's that. That is the I, point of VIU. Yes, please. I, I do love that you can ask almost anybody, and they kind of have. I'm, I don't have one, but mm-hmm. I probably have one in the back of my head. But people can always just they have it. She, like one person said, it stuck with me. So mm-hmm. it's like I really love that they're so varied. Anything can happen to you. We have aliens, we have sharks, we have ghosts, we have figures, and they're all different. Mm-hmm. And all these people are just, it's stuck with them, and they have such detailed recounts of them. I thought it was fascinating. Yeah, no, it's definitely interesting, and you're right. You know, there are people do have these sort of, these stories, and everybody seems to have one. It's it's an interesting thing to be sure. Do I have one? Um... Uh, I have one now. I, I I made it quite clear during our production day that I'm s- deeply skeptical of uh, right, right. most stories, and so I'm even skeptical of this one because right. there's not any reason that I'm that I should. It's a very clear memory, but it's not one that I can put much stake in. 
at the same time because I know consciously that it's not possible. So there was a girl in my high school who uh, had made claims about practicing witchcraft and this kind of thing. And, and you know, it, whatever. I, I look back on it now with a different sort of lens I did in school. And, you know, she was the one who was made fun of and, and bullied and, of and things like that. And, you know, I, that, that's not good. I don't feel good about that or anything. Um, and looking back, she may have had some mental health problems or something going on in her life that none of us knew about but teenagers don't care about that stuff so anyway one of the things she told me she could do is change the color of her eyes oh right and so she looked at me in the hallway one day and i watched her eyes change color and like color like drastic like, like yeah like a significant enough color change and it looked like um i don't know it looked like a computer effect almost like her like starting at one in the corners of her eyes yeah, and kind of going scrolling in on the it, instagram filter something yeah kind of like that and uh, or like like tiles flipping over is how i remember it it's it's a really bizarre story but i know that it can't have been that way but that is how i remember it and it, i remember it being really startling and really frightening i wonder if this like what if that <clears throat> shark was never actually as close as he thought or he never actually looked mm-hmm. it in the eye but he has begun to twist that story or maybe you know the girl remembering it from when she was six years old the guy didn't throw anything or Mm -hmm. she didn't really see anything Mm -hmm. or it was her dad or yeah and Mm -hmm. you you start to twist these stories and Mm -hmm. let and the the more you tell them the different Mm -hmm. way that you tell them and they change each time oh yeah absolutely that that's a, a kind of common phenomenon in uh in life and that's why uh eyewitness testimony is notoriously yeah uh not good you should tweet us your scary story. Absolutely, and We'd we will tell you why we don't believe you. Get in 140 <laughs> characters or less, and we will dispel it. Yeah, if you can send me uh, send me a scary story, please. You can use the hashtag hashtag MastheadRadio if you can tell it short. Uh, if not, you can always email the show. It's the MastheadRadio at gmail.com there's another spooky show left so i've got plenty of time to tell your scary stories so get them into me why not it would be uh, it would be fun to read and i promise not to be insulting i i just i i am skeptical and approach things i support that you way i appreciate that uh we got one more song and then we're gonna go to a commercial break hooray this song is from placebo's new album which i've forgotten the name of uh, unless i wrote it down life is what you life's what you make it there it is uh, the song is called Jesus' Son, and we'll be back after the commercials. Enjoy. Stand, stand to attention. The moments passed you by. Now is the rest of your life. Dare, dare I to mention. Your laughter makes me cry. A speck of dust in my I am unafraid and blessed. 
I'm Avery Crossan, the art director at the Navigator newspaper, and you're listening to 101.7 FM CHLY. Theater One proudly presents the 24th annual Bite of Nanaimo. This gourmet food fundraiser on Friday, October 21st from 4 to 9 p.m. at Bevan Park Auditorium features a brand new theme this year, Paris Nights. Tickets are $20 in advance only, available at theater1.org, 754-7587. Are you getting ready for bed? Or are you feeling a little nocturnal? Well, either way, the boys have you covered. Join Sandeep, the sole survivor, and Paxley Jones every Wednesday night for good music and good talk on The Late Shift. From 10 p.m. to midnight, only on 101.7 CHLY. This station is supported by the Vancouver Island University Students Union, the official voice of Vancouver Island University students in Nanaimo, Powell River, Duncan, and Oceanside. Providing students with services, events, representation, clubs, and advocacy. For more information, check out our websites, viusu.ca and cfs-fcee.ca. The Radio Malaspina Society, the non-profit society set up to run CHOI Radio, is having its annual general meeting on October 25th at VIU University, Building 355, Room 203. Doors open at 5.30, call to order at 6 p.m. As well as the regular business of an AGM as prescribed by our Constitution and Bylaws and the Societies Act, the Board of Directors is bringing forward several special resolutions for consideration and ratification by the membership. The resolutions are part of an iterative process to bring our Constitution and Bylaws in line with the new Societies Act and our broadcast license. Details of the changes can be viewed at the station or at chly.ca forward slash AGM hyphen 2016. All paid up community members and current VIU students are entitled to vote at the AGM. Hope to see you all there. World VIU Days is a week-long event exploring how culture influences our worldview. This year focuses on how the arts is used to explore diversity. World VIU Days runs from October 31st to November 4th, so come enjoy the music, the art, and the food. Also, if you're interested in volunteering, dancing, or modeling, contact us at international.viu.ca slash volunteers. Hi, this is Diana Pearson from Dirty in the Nav, and you're listening to The Masthead on CHLY. Welcome back. This is, as the lovely Diana said, this is the masthead, and we're uh, we're in our second hour of the show. Can I just mention that tonight yeah. at the Nanaimo Bar, if you want to hear Diana sing, you should come down and check her out at nine thirty. Yeah, you should. She's um, an extremely talented singer. I really want to hear it. I've never yeah. heard her sing. Um, she, funny enough, she when I used to do a show here at CHOI called The Barley Show, she was one of my guests. Mm. So buried deep in the archives, I have an episode where I interview her and she performs live in studio really? for probably an hour of the show, I think. Huh. Yeah. So I'll have to dig that out yeah. and we can play it at the next uh, production day and really embarrass her. <laughs> uh, God, that was, it'll be or embarrassing for me too. I can't even remember what we talked about. That was a different show. 
Oh, that was the. That was the let's be outraged. This one is probably going on four years, five years ago now. So I mean, I was a young, a young whippersnapper and everything. It's, uh, yeah, it's it's quite a time capsule of my myself, which is horrifying to think about. (laughs) Um, All right, so we're gonna talk now about uh, about fireworks because people like to buy fireworks and do dumb shit with them all uh, all the time at Halloween. I remember being a teenager. If you're a teenager and you listen to this, first of all, good for you for listening to the radio. Yeah. Second of all, make good decisions on Halloween. So Molly's going to talk about what some of those decisions are. Go ahead, Molly. Yeah, well, I was sitting there and I was thinking about Halloween. And I remember that a friend of mine, a uh, former NAV employee and a fellow writer, has her poly... Te- what is it? Pyrotechnics... I don't know. I'll read it off. I'll find out what her name is. But she has this license that lets her light off fireworks. And it's badass. And I've always wanted to ask her about it because, I don't know. How do you you get it? Why do you do this? And why is it so cool? I just think it's really cool. Anyways, Halloween slowly approaches. And brightly painted trailers advertising the best selection of fireworks pop up off the highway. Ready to sell dangerous concoctions of chemicals to brighten your spooky night. Before you go out and grab some Roman candles and cherry bombs, the NAV wants to share some safety tips gathered from our licensed fireworks technician, that's the name of it, and friend, Alyssa Morton. Morton works at a bomb site with the fireworks operator, shooting off multiple shows a year. Her dad is a licensed operator and works with Morton to put on shows in Calgary. The, reasons we const- the reason we constantly refer to it as a bomb site is because that's what fireworks are, Morton said. They have the same components as any other explosive weapon, and the only difference is that they look pretty. Many think that because fireworks are handheld and give off much less noise than those we see on Canada Day, they can use any means to light them. However, according to Morton, the recreational ones purchased off the side of the road have the same mix of chemicals as the larger industry fireworks. Here are our tips for a safe Halloween. Before you choose your fireworks, it's important to choose the area you'll be enjoying the sights, away from trees and outside the city. Check the city bylaws on fireworks. Hint, it's all prohibited within the city boundaries. Remember that loud noises will scare dogs and children. So finding somewhere away from residential neighborhoods can prevent complaints. My God, please don't take your dog to fireworks. <sighs> I see it all the time. People take their dogs to the Parksville fireworks. Yeah. When I was in port, they would bring their dog. Your dog, first of all, doesn't care about fireworks. <laughs> and also, it stresses it out. So please leave your dog at home. I don't know. I'm a big fan of like you see a baby and they've got those big bulky headphones on and they just look adorable. That's fine. Your babies might even care about fireworks and yeah. bright colors in the sky. Your dog can't see the colors <laughs> and so literally doesn't care. Just There's so many things that people do with their pets that their pet doesn't care about. Like I worked for Starbucks for a while and people would bring their dogs, tie them up outside and then come in and sit down for 45 minutes to an hour and have a coffee. Just leave your dog at home, people. It's the same. Dog's happier there. Right? The same logic applies to leaving it in the car in the summer. Leave oh, it at home instead. Please. Stop being stupid garbage and treat your dogs better please continue your tips for a successful halloween (laughs) carrying on uh when you purchased your fireworks check them over carefully looking for even the slightest manufacturer's defect where the tube is partially blocked because the explosion will come out the sides according to morton that's pretty scary (laughs) have buckets of sand around in case of fire not water Recreational companies are constantly coming up with new chemical concoction concoctions and you never know how these will react to water Always be aware of where your body is. When you're lighting, be low, lean away from the firework, and use a long-reach lighter. Be aware of weather conditions like wind and rain as well, especially on Halloween. 
God knows I hate it when it rains on Halloween, but it rains and then your fireworks look crappy. Dig a hole for your firework and point it away from you. Make sure it doesn't fall or shoot sideways. That's when you get hit in the knee. Lastly, enjoy yourself this Halloween and check out our the Natural Resources Canada website for consumer fireworks safety at nrcan.gc.ca slash explosive slash fireworks. Yeah. Fabulous. Uh, also, don't hold fireworks in your hands. They're not designed to be <laughs> held in your hands. Don't shoot them at your friend. Nope. I remember being a teenager and making foolish decisions. And uh, one year, kind of the year after I was too old to trick or treat was the year that my mm. friends started buying fireworks and going out into downtown Port Alberni and firing them off and, you know, holding them in their hands and stuff. Yeah. Uh, like Roman candles and you shoot Roman candles yeah. at people. It's hilarious and awesome and great when you're a teenager. But hey, guess what? Stupid. Don't make stupid decisions. You're wearing a flammable costume. Oh, yeah. Your your costume is 100%. It's like wearing gasoline yeah. for Halloween. Don't shoot fireworks at each other. And don't do what my friend did and light a firecracker and throw it. One of those one-second yeah. fuse firecrackers. Oh. Uh, it went off maybe a foot and a half away from my head. Uh, and I can hear, which is nice. But any closer, <laughs> and I probably would have ruptured my eardrum or something. So uh, make good decisions. Um if you're not old enough to buy fireworks, don't buy fireworks. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't matter what I say. I could, I could tell people to do anything and they just tell me to shove it. So, yeah, because that's what teenagers do. They ignore Welcome adults. to <laughs> all of Nanaimo and Vancouver Island and yeah. reckless behavior of Canada. Yeah. Uh, it's just not smart. Make good choices, please. Uh, yeah. Let's um, let's carry on. Uh, I had something that I wanted to read and I'm not even remotely there yet so uh let's just let's just vamp for a minute while i find it <gasps> do you have a favorite firework a favorite firework um i don't even know what they're all called i don't either i, I mean never shopped i had fun on my roman candle adventure so i guess i guess those ones but i mean no one got killed or set on fire so that was good Lock on wood yeah please no one kill anyone actually that halloween i i <laughs> I had been in the States before and a relative that I was with bought me a butterfly knife. Oh. Which are the knives oh, with the yeah. split yep. handle that you spin around. Yep. And I was like 15. Loved it. Uh, and so what, what I thought I should do is carry it in my pocket in public on Halloween and then got frisked by the police. Oh. <laughs> uh, fun fact, illegal to have a butterfly knife in Canada, or at least it was. So I was terrified. And not once, but twice did they not find it on me. Um, so that was a... Huh. Yeah, I got frisked twice, uh, two different occasions, and they it was not found. Handy. Although after the first time, I put it in my shoe, so I guess uh. that was it. I don't have one anymore. Any officers listening? <laughs> they walk into the I'm headquarters here. a 27-year-old who owns no weapons because I am responsible. Had, well, you had that experience. You know better I now. learned my lesson. We all have to go through as, that. As a teen. <laughs> Um, one last thing here from our our Cole our our, our, our own Cole. our own Cole Schizler. He uh, had a little trip to Englishman River Falls and wanted to tell you guys about it. So I'm going to read what he says. The Englishman River Falls Provincial Park is located just outside of Parksville and is a must-see destination for all islanders. The park boasts two stunning waterfalls that run the length of the canyon, bordered by a dense old-growth forest. It gives the feeling of being lost in scenic rainforest with firs, hemlock, maple, and arbutus. I think that's all the trees in BC. Uh, the forest floor dotted with ferns and fallen logs. 
When the river runs low, you can hop across rocks and explore the head of the upper waterfall. Use caution as the rocks are slippery and the falls are treacherous. Uh, the lower falls lead to a calm pool ideal for a swim in the icy river water. If you intend to swim, make sure to bring a towel, a change of clothes, and pick a warm day. Uh, the park is open year-round for day adventures. Uh, it's great for picnics, bike rides, hikes along the various trails. The park asks that all visitors remain on the designated trails to preserve plant life. And the park also has a beautiful campground with 55 reservable campsites, which you can't have because it reopens April 29th. Have you been to English River Falls? No, I was on the highway and I saw the sign. I've heard really good things. Mm -hmm. It's a beautiful place. The photos that Zach Altos took that are in the paper are fabulous. Uh, I do love the one of Cole (laughs) looking at the camera, even though he thinks that he's not. He definitely is. Really? <laughs> if you look close. Yeah. Uh, he, he's just very aware that the camera is there. I of think course. that's what it is. Yeah. It's, um, not, it's not a <laughs> candid. But uh, props to Zach Altos for uh, for the fabulous photos. And Cole, of course, uh, thank you for writing that piece. Um, we're going to listen to another song now. Let's, so let's just, let's just do that. What is next? Is it Fantagram? I yeah. think it's Fantagram next. Look at that, it is. This song is from their new album called Three, and uh, the song is called Same Old Blues, and we'll be back in a minute.
Same Old Blues by Fantagram. Their new album is called Three, and you can have a look at it uh, where you look at music. Um, for you singers or drunks who like to sing, from October 20th to December 15th, Miller's Pub will be hosting a karaoke night every Thursday from 9 p.m. until midnight. Every week, three winners will be chosen by fan decisions. Uh, by fan decision to advance to the semifinals on December 8th. From there, 10 finalists will compete for singing supremacy and a chance to receive over $500 in cash and prizes. While there is competitive element to it, uh, it's secondary the main point. It's secondary to the main point of karaoke nights, which is to have fun. Anyone who wants to have fun, anyone who thinks that they're a star, should come out to karaoke, said Kelly Campbell, the kitchen manager at Miller's Pub. On karaoke nights, Miller's will be offering food... Uh, and drink specials as well as 20% for students who show their student ID. Miller's Pub is located at 1840 Stewart Drive by Departure Bay Ferry Terminal. And now for you yoga heads, um, Molly's got some... Yoga heads? Is that an actual term? Yeah, I just made it up right now. Molly, Uh, go ahead. I don't think yoga heads is a thing. (laughs) Yogis. Sure, yoga heads. (laughs) Continue. Palmtown Yoga. Located downtown on 43rd Commercial Street. 43, 43, 43 commercial street. 43 commercial, <laughs> offers classes in a variety of yoga styles every day of the week. Every week, instructors have a set schedule, said Catherine Bohr, manager of hometown. Our weekly schedule is usually pretty consistent. It doesn't change that much month to month. Every month, we have special events and workshops where we bring in instructors from, ta- other, from town or other places on Vancouver Island, or occasionally other places in Canada. Hometown has an emphasis on community and strives to create a connection between people in Nanaimo. They are involved with charitable organizations like Big Brother, Big Sisters, and they host a donation yoga classes every Thursday, 7.15 to 8.15 p.m., where all donations are put toward local charities. Regular drop-in fees are $18.90 and $15.75 after tax for students. A two-month unlimited membership is $108, and a student semester pass for four months unlimited is $250. Students also receive 10% off on all of the passes. A membership pass allows you to try out all the different instructors, all the different classes to see what works for your schedule and also get a get a real feel in your really feel in your body what consistent yoga and meditation practice can feel like, Bohr said. Bohr says the yoga is an excellent tool for students to keep themselves grounded to combat stress during the school year. She encourages everyone to come down to Omtown and experience the amazingly funny and welcoming community. All right, there you go. If you are a yoga person, Omtown Yoga is... Uh, have you done any yoga before? I've done yoga in my house uh, alone. <laughs> I've uh, I've considered going and doing a little yoga, but uh, I have some... Um, yeah, I have some issues <laughs> around doing it in front of other people, so I have not uh, mm. yet. Although, uh, I was just... Uh, I don't know if they're still doing it, but White Sales Brewing did... Um, the yoga really morning you go in and, and oh, do yoga yeah. and then you have a beer yeah after, i've heard of those in vancouver fantastic oh so. yeah sounds good yeah uh yeah, yeah. but no i haven't uh, i haven't done any yoga in a class uh but i have oh, it's a lot of fun i have given it a shot it's harder than i expected oh, yeah. it to be i did one called yoga for weight loss or something and uh it <laughs> 
Yep. Jesus. Yeah, I should have done some beginner's yoga instead of uh, doing whatever she was trying to get me to do. But uh, for those of you who are like me and don't like to go out and be around people, yoga with Adrian on YouTube is fabulous. Yeah. So no, definitely uh, check that out. Also, yeah. check out the yoga classes on campus because they're yes. way cheaper. And there's some the same people teaching it at hometown come up and teach it at VIU. Well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, we're going to keep going here and uh, we're going to turn things over to our dear Cole Schisler, who's got some Mariners volleyball coverage uh there's a segment for men's volleyball and for women's and i didn't label which was which so we're just going to play them both back to back here's some mariners coverage for you on october 15th the viu mariners open the volleyball season at home with the double header weekend against the college of the rockies avalanche the home opener got off to an emotional start with the raising of the 2015-2016 ccaa national women's volleyball championship banner fired up by last year's success the mariners women took to the court against the avalanche they came out strong, taking the first set 25-18. to 18. In the second set, the Mariners replicated their success, controlling the court with formidable defense and precise serves to end the second set 25-15. to 15. The Avalanche attempted to claw their way back in the third, but ultimately fell to the Mariners 25-23, allowing the Mariners to win in three straight sets. Head coach Shane Hyde had this to say. I thought we, uh, there was a lot of, obviously, uh, emotion with the banner raising and the first league game of the year and, uh, you know, lots of extracurricular going on. I thought the girls come out, came out and played pretty, uh, uh, pretty crisp. I thought her setter, uh, number eight, Chantelle Cumming, uh, I thought she did uh, very well for us. Um, uh, Andrea uh, Kank- Kankovic, uh, she did really well for us, the girl from Croatia. I, I think those two, oh, and then uh, May- uh-huh. uh, Michaela Wagner, she did awesome on right side, number two. I think that, uh, you know, as much as we were crisp tonight and we played pretty well, I think that uh, we let off the, the gas a little bit in the third set with some of the substitutions we were making, and I just want to be able to substitute anybody in and, and uh, not really change the flow that we have. Uh, yeah, I'm excited for just kind of continue, continually improving. So. The Mariners men stormed the court amid booming fanfare, firing up the already confident crowd. The first set against the Avalanche was a battle. At the first timeout, the Mariners led 18-16. The teams were evenly matched, trading explosive rallies, but the Mariners took the first set 25-18. The Mariners were dominant in the second set, bearing the Avalanche 25-11. The Mariners kept the pace through the third set. However, late in the game after a series of substitutions, the Avalanche came close to taking the set. Ultimately, the Mariners won the third set 25-22, winning the game in three straight sets. Head coach Abe Vender had this to say. I just think it was nice to kind of get the bugs out at the start and then see some of our some of our veteran guys kind of control the pace a little bit and then some of our younger bodies got a chance to be the athletes they are. And it was nice to get through that first set with a win and then I think from there we get kind of mount the pressure. Uh, who do you think put up some uh, impressive performances today? I think Zach Grigg. Probably one of the best games I've ever seen him play in. This is his fifth year. He's been here all, all five years. And he was really impressive. His serve was good. He's made a lot of smart shots in offense. Um, Ryan, our, our setter as well, put on a good show. Uh, I think everybody really on that starting seven guys contributed in a good way. And um, what are you going to do moving forward in tomorrow's game and for the rest of the season? I just think prep the same way. One thing I always try to take pride in with this group is uh, having a routine with everything. So today's over and new day tomorrow and kind of get at it with food and water and rest and that kind of stuff and just kind of continue to build on where we're going and where we hope to be at the end of the year hosting provincials here when i wake up in the morning i see nothing for miles and miles and miles 
wanna sleep in the evening Oh Lord There she goes Only in dreams She's only in dreams Head and Heart from their new album, I believe, called Sign of Light. And that song is called All We Ever Knew. My uh, timing kind of got away from me there. So we got into the song a little earlier than I meant to, but that's all right. Thank you, Cole, for your coverage of Mariners Volleyball. We appreciate it uh, very much. So one last kind of big news story to cover here. 
uh, by big I mean sort of long uh, and it was a big deal I shouldn't uh, cut it down like that but uh, thanks to our contributor Claire Jones for this story VIU Climate Change Symposium was a hit on Saturday October 12th VIU had the honor of hosting a climate change symposium organized by the VIU group Awareness of Climate Change through Education and Research or ACER which is much easier to say to educate students, staff, and members of the public about science, the science of climate change and the actions and policies that can help us avoid more extreme climate change. The symposium called Climate Change Policy for a Sustainable Future was a clear success bringing together scientists, business people, activists, elementary school teachers, professors, and VIU students to expand their understanding, uh, exchange ideas, and to make new contacts. The first presentation was led by Dr. Jeff Lewis of VIU and focused on recent updates to the science of climate change. After an enlightening overview of global, current global temperature records, sea ice loss, and climate projections, Dr. Lewis addressed the topic less well-known among the general public, ocean acidification, which sounds terrifying, so let's learn more about that, shall we? Ocean acidification is a direct result of human CO2 emissions as the ocean absorbs uh, carbon dioxide the ocean acidity increases and has a stark and this has stark consequences for marine life especially those with calcium based exoskeletons which are vulnerable to being dissolved in the increased acidity dr lewis also discussed how climate change uh, destabilizes the climate and increasing the frequency of extreme weather conditions next up was dr tom peterson of the school of earth and ocean scientists uh, sciences at uvic and his talk was entitled "The Rise and Fall of Climate Action in British Columbia." Dr. Peters' presentation. Dr. Peterson's presentation detailed the impressive list of initiatives put forth by Campbell government in 2008 to combat climate change. Such, such actions were in part prompted by the destruction of BC's interior forests by the infamous mountain pine beetle, whose ravenous reign was not being kept in check by the cold temperatures which previously would kill off the majority of the beetles over the winter months. was the One of these initiatives was the revenue-neutral BC carbon tax, which was, uh, this move was controversial at the time, yet academic scrutiny since 2008 has shown that BC suffered no economic downturn as a result. Uh, and the policy has been effective in reducing emissions. BC was hailed worldwide as a leader in emission reduction strategies. Fast forward, of course, to... 2012, when Christy Clark's BC Liberals froze the the carbon tax, uh, climate action in BC appeared to shift to lower on the government's priority list. And now, in 2016, the BC Liberals refused to abide the previously agreed upon emissions control targets, uh, despite an independent panel of scientists, business people, and Aboriginal leaders submitting their recommendations to the provincial government. BC can no longer claim to be. Uh, a model for climate leadership, Dr. Peterson summed it up, stating that by ducking our responsibilities, we are transferring the impact of climate change more firmly onto the shoulders of future generations. Um, it's safe to say that nobody left the symposium without an increased awareness of the causes, results, and possible solutions to such a pressing global issue. It was an incredibly hopeful sign to see so many people from so many walks of life participating and showing their support. More than anything, the symposium was a reminder that though climate change poses a very real threat, committed citizens will continue to band together to fight for a sustainable future. For more information on becoming involved or to arrange to have ACER visit your classroom or group, contact ACER at viu.ca. And for more from that story, you can find it in the paper or at the nav.ca. Uh, I think we need to talk election. Uh, Molly. Oh. 
Would yeah. you like to? I uh, meant the American one. I was no, like, we're, we're done. done. We're so done with that. Um, we <laughs> have our own election, which is arguably as contentious and important oh, as the American absolutely. election. Uh, this is a notice of election for the Navigator newspaper. Take well, it away, Molly. If you are a VIU student, alumni, faculty, or staff that has an interest in the newspaper or an interest in having a say in what goes on with the society, we are the Navigator Newspaper Society, and we need you to uphold these bylaws and constitutions to keep us running. And we need um, a couple more people to join our team to show up to the AGM. You only need to really show up once, and you come to this meeting. If I need to ever bring anything up, you we have another meeting. But... If you would like to nominate yourself or someone else that you think could really have a say or bring something to the team, you can nominate um, using a piece of paper that we have on the door of our office, which is in the Students' Union building. Just pick up the sheet, fill out the information, and if you want to get the signatures of people vouching for you, that's up to you. But we can also help out with our staff. We can decide if you should be a part of the team. So you can do that from starting yesterday all the way until next week on about Wednesday or so and then from there we will have a vote so after the names have all been tallied we will put them on a sheet and then have a public vote to all students from 1 to 4 p.m. on the Friday the 28th you're welcome to come in and check yes or no and then we will tally up that information and create a new board of governors and we need a president, which might be filled by Ben Chester again this year, which I'm happy about. We need a vice president, a secretary, a treasurer, a minister of internal affairs, and members at large. We can have up to five of those. We need a certain amount of students, so I'm directing this at you guys. If you have paid your membership fees and you're enrolled in a class, you're already open and allowed to be a part of this team. If you read the paper, if you used to work for us, we would love to have you. We know that all sorts of people make up a great team that goes into my staff. So I'd really like to see a variety coming to the AGM. Uh, absolutely. And if you trust me, one of you out there wants to be Minister of Internal Affairs. That was my position on the board for a brief time. And it is so satisfying to put that on a resume. Let me tell you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. As well, notice the AGM of an AGM. Oh, actually, just on that point, it's really good to have on a resume that you were a member of a board of directors of something. Yeah, it, it looks great, and I, I mean, will it, use you. You, yeah. I can be your reference. Absolutely, yeah. it's a it's a good thing to do for so many reasons. So do it. Um, this is also kind of related. Obviously, notice of an AGM, the annual general meeting of the Navigator Newspaper Society. Correct? Is that that's what it's called? It's not here, but that's it's what we're the called. Society. Yeah. Okay. Um, Friday, October 28th at 4.30 p.m., Building 193, Room 217. On the agenda, the Managing Editor's Report, that is Molly's report, uh, counting of the ballots for board election and any new business. So to read a specific bylaw amendments prior to the election meeting, please email editor at the nav.ca. And if you have something you would like to add to the agenda, email editor at the nav.ca. All VIU students, faculty, staff, administration, alumni, or community members who have paid membership fees to the society are members of the Navigator newspaper and are eligible to run for a position on the board of directors and vote in the election. If you're a student, you paid it. It's already there. You've done it. Yeah, and the public is welcome to attend the AGM. They just can't vote unless no. they have... Pay. Can you pay a membership fee as a member of the community to be part of the... Yeah, it's like a dollar. Oh, cool, there yeah. you go. Now you know. Um, so there you go. Vote and come to the AGM and be on the board of directors. Editor at the nav.ca. She's the one to talk to about all of this kind of stuff and we will be able to direct you 
uh, where appropriate. Um, I haven't shared a recipe in a little while, so let's do recipe share today. This week comes from Melissa Partee. So thank you, Melissa, for contributing this. This is a quick and easy meatloaf. It is getting colder outside, and the time for comfort has arrived. This quick and tasty meatloaf is exactly what you're looking for. You can use it. You can use whatever meat you'd like, or even try it out with a vegetarian sub meat substitute. You monsters! Uh, whatever you choose, you'll be sure to enjoy this, especially if you pair it up with some mashed potatoes, stream broccoli, and your choice of tasty libation. Um, you're gonna need a package of ground meat. A box of stovetop stuffing. That's right. One egg, one and a half tablespoons of barbecue sauce, a little Worcestershire sauce. Is that how you say that? Worcestershire. Well, because it's some. It's if a you, place. You, something. Something Shire. Yes, but they don't pronounce it so separately. You, no, you can pronounce it as you like. Yeah, but Wor- I say Worcestershire. Wor- Worcestershire sauce, uh, um, a half a tablespoon of Italian seasoning. You can get that from Bulk Barn. Uh, half a table, a teaspoon, half a teaspoon of no salt seasoning blend, which you can also get from Bulk Barn. If you, if you haven't been to Bulk Barn, by the way, and you're a student, you're living your life wrong. Go to Bulk Barn Seriously. and get everything from there. It's Go amazing. Go on Wednesday. There's a discount. Yeah, it's great. Pre- prepare yourself. Bring a bag. Yeah. And an hour. You will be overwhelmed, and you will overspend on your first trip. It's a lot. But you need to go. Uh, Fresh ground pepper and a pinch of salt. You're going to want your oven to be 375. You're going to want to mix up those ingredients, pop it into a pan, smoosh it down so it's even, put more barbecue sauce or ketchup on top, and put it in the oven for 45 minutes to an hour, depending on the size of your loaf. It's really, really easy. Anyone can make this. I've had it. It is delicious. Uh, and if you're making mashed potatoes and you think, oh, just mashed potatoes, then you're also living your life wrong. Here's some pro tips for you for fantastic mashed potatoes. It does seem simple enough just to boil them and smash them, but you could be enjoying mashed potatoes even more by doing a few very simple things. Number one, boil the water before you put the potatoes in it. That is true for most things, I think, except for rice. Boil the water first. All I know is that boiling the water first and then putting the potatoes in like it it preserves the flavor or something it does something that makes them better for sure um the smaller the bits of the potatoes the faster they are going to cook that's science it seems like a no it seems simple but if you are someone living by yourself or with roommates and you chop things up into great big pieces and then can't figure out why it's half cooked make it the same size and make them small you're going to smash them up later anyway Season the water with salt and put whole garlic cloves in it. That's before what? you start the boiling. Drop some garlic cloves, salt, and then start boiling the water. It's crazy. And leave it all in there when you mash it up. Uh, and then, oh, yeah. And then you uh, smash up your potatoes with plain yogurt, butter, salt, and pepper. Trust me, that's that's how you live right. Uh <laughs> Yeah, I think we have uh, we've got one more song that I want to play, and then we're gonna come back and do a little uh, do a little events calendar stuff, plus our, our goodbyes and whatever other little notes we have at the end of the show. This song is by a band called Dance Gavin Dance, and it is called Young Robot. We'll be back.
Gavin Dance song was called Young Robot from their new album. I think it's called Mothership. I'm almost positive it's called Mothership. Uh, yep, it's called Mothership. How about that? Oh, wait. No, I got that so backwards. Oh, no, I wrote it down backwards. The song is called Young Robot. I wrote it down backwards. You guys can't see my script. It doesn't matter. I could have just not said anything. <laughs> um, <laughs> so before we take a look at... Uh, at the events to get you through the week, we're going to take a look at one of my favorite segments, the bunnies and stairs, which um, which is around here somewhere, I'm sure. Oh, those are great, this issue. <laughs> yeah, so um, they're completely legitimate and not made up. Um, do you want to read uh, one bunny and one stair? Sure. All right, go ahead. Take it away, Molly. Well, our bunnies and stairs are sent to us anonymously and we include them in the paper. It's kind of like the Daily News' beef and bouquet. If you've got something that's grinding your gears about campus or about Nanaimo, feel free to send it in or something that you saw that was really cool, something nice that happened to you. Uh, that's a bunny. So send it in to us and we'd like to share it to let people know what's going on around town. This issue, uh, we have a bunny to pumpkin spice. That's Nothing yeah. bad about that. Yeah. I'm, in, I'm partial to the... Uh, the combination and i will put it on everything <laughs> stairs to the storm for not being as impressive in nanaimo as it was wildly claimed so true yeah we all kind of batted down the hatches and yeah. waited for oh, watch out. everything to go away but uh, power flickered yeah oh. also some very important ones here a bunny to the kind man for getting the demon out of me amen and a <laughs> stairs to the ghost that keeps opening all my cupboards rude there you go. That's our bunnies and stairs for the week. You happy can Halloween. Happy Halloween is right. Uh, you can send yours to editor at thenav.ca or tweet them to at thenav underscore VIU or at the Masthead Radio. You can do, or at Masthead, yeah, uh, nope, hashtag Masthead Radio. I don't have a Twitter for this. Uh, um, you can tweet directly to me. I don't really care. Yeah, we're all we're all on there, right? Well, I mean, you and me are. I don't know about everybody else. Yeah. Some of us are there. The nav underscore VIU is on Twitter. Yep, that's true. That's easy enough to remember. Okay, so events to get you through the next seven days until we have another one of these. 
Uh, tonight, Diana Pearson live at the Nanaimo Bar, 75 Front Street at 9.30 p.m. It is $5, and you'll have the added incentive of seeing most of the NAV crew out there tonight, I believe. Um, I will yeah, not be... Yeah, you ever wanted to meet us all in a group. Yeah, if you want to know who writes <laughs> the paper that you definitely read, you could the go face. to the Nanaimo Bar tonight and, uh, and meet them all for the mere price of five bucks. Plus, Diana's performing and she's great. So, go to that. On Friday, the 21st, the Bite of Nanaimo Gourmet Food Festival uh, at Bevan Park Auditorium. Auditorium, what did I say? It doesn't matter. 2300 Bowen Road from 4 until 9 p.m. That is $20. I'm pretty sure you have to have your tickets already, but they might have some at the door, so I'm not going to tell you no. Uh, Saturday, VIU Mariners Soccer versus the Capilano Blues, the Nanaimo Turf Fields, 2235 Dorman Road. Um, Park. Bevan Park. Is that what that is? Uh, I believe so. Okay. Women's at 1 p.m., men's at 3.30. That is free. Um, 23rd, Sunday, Cedar Farmer's Market uh, at the Crow and Gate Pub Field, 2313 Yellow Point Road. That's in Cedar, obviously. 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., and it's free, and you have the added bonus of being able to go to the Crow and Gate Pub when you're done. That place is great, and you should go there. 24th, Monday, the Witness Blanket at the View Gallery, Vancouver Island University, 11 to 5 p.m. That is free. We talked about that in the show. You need to go and see it. On the 25th, Wordstorm Open Mic at Tandoori Junction, 489 Wallace Street. Uh, that starts at 6.30, and the door is $5. I didn't know Tandoori Junction had an open mic. That's bizarre. Hey. Yeah. Whatever floats your boat. All more power to him. Uh, Wednesday the 26th, Sketches Here and There, Art 10 Gallery, uh, 4750 Rutherford Road from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Another free one. And bringing us right up to next Thursday, which is uh, when you'll be listening to this show, obviously. However, the Milner Gardens Fall Opening is happening, and that is at Milner Gardens and Woodland 2179 West Island Highway in Qualicum from 11 until 3.30 p.m., free for VIE students, and you can listen to the show in the car on the way. Uh, if you go between one and three, I guess. Uh, um, Molly, anything else you wanted to bring up while you have this captive audience listening? No, we covered the AGM. Don't forget. Yes. Um, stay focused. Stay happy. Stay dry. Stay on top of your homework. There you go. You, you heard it this. from her. Probably not first. Probably like <laughs> like, like fifth or sixth times, in yeah. your life, probably, right? Um, so that is that means that it's going to be it just about for us here at the masthead this week. And I wanted to say uh, something that I don't usually say on the show and I really need to make a habit of saying it, that we at the masthead are forever grateful to the Snanema First Nations for allowing us to live, play, work, and love on their land. Um, something that I, I meant to include in the show from the beginning and I just it just didn't happen. So I apologize for that. But we're back in there now and now it's a permanent part of what we'll say on this show. I think, uh, I don't think it's done enough. I had a few classes last year that brought it up um, every every class mm. and I thought it was really interesting and, and different um, and something that doesn't go acknowledged. Oh, I mean, yeah. I love the, the updated VIU sign mm -hmm. of how we welcome you to VIU. I think that the new totem pole is so fantastic. Mm -hmm. And I think we are doing what we can to represent where we are. Mm -hmm. um, in Sunayma territory, and we have the best, pop the highest population of First Nations in any BC university. So, yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
As always, I want to give credit where credit is due and mention all of the amazing people who make this show and the paper that it relies on possible. So from the navigator, our our wonderful editor-in-chief, Molly Berrio, who has been with me uh, all afternoon, mm-hmm. our art director, Avery Crossan, our associate editor, Natalie Gates, our news editor, Aislinn Cotel, who provided the news in a nutshell this week, our sports and lifestyle editor, Cole Schisler, who you also heard giving some fabulous coverage for the Mariners, our production manager, Catherine Charbois, our graphic designers, Jessica Pearson and Zyri Hoskins, our web editor, Spencer Smith, our social media manager, Elisa Dorkson, who you know if you watched The Nav Live on Facebook last uh, on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, we had a good time doing that, which is available on, on our Facebook as well. goes on in our office. Definitely do that. Our bookkeeper, Lynn Williams, our business manager, Christine Franick, and our copy editor, sex columnist, and talented musician, Diana Pearson. Uh, of course, everyone here at CHLY and me, your host and arts and entertainment editor, Brendan Barlow. Please remember that The Navigator wants your contributions, your articles, reviews, stories, anything else that might find their way into the paper, but we can't publish what we don't have. So with that in mind, please send your contributions to editor at the nav.ca. There are a few things to keep in mind, such as the section editors reserve the right to edit for length and content and do not guarantee that your piece will be published. We also don't pay for letters to the editor, but we do accept them. So if you have something to say about something that we've said, send them to Molly uh, and send all of, send all abuse and Everything. negative comments Please. to Molly. Constant. Um, <laughs> I get so much. Also, if you're a student, you get paid for your submissions. So yep. we cannot wait to hear from you. And it makes our job so much easier when yeah. we have content it's to fill. Variety. Variety is crucial. Absolutely. I mean, I, I write a lot of my own section a lot of the time, but it's great to have other people's voices in there that aren't just me railing on about my own opinions constantly. Um, so please send in your pieces to editor at the nav.ca. And who knows, I could be reading it right here on the show in two weeks. Um, please take a minute to find the masthead, the navigator and CHLY on Facebook for updates and to stay in the know. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and review the show on iTunes. It really does help people find the show. Uh, if enough kind of, if there's a big surge in reviews, we might even find our way to the begin the front page of iTunes, which would be very cool for us. So if you want to help us out, please do that. Finally, get in touch with us at the show. I can't make the show better if I don't know what I'm doing wrong and I want to hear from you. So use hashtag MastheadRadio on Twitter or send an email to themastheadradio at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening and do please join us next week on the show. We're going to have, um, we'll be doing arts and entertainment and features. It's going to be a whole lot of fun, plus a brand new Dirty in the Nav. And I, I this month have been watching a horror movie every day and reviewing them. So I've got a selection of the first 15 of those in the, they'll, that I'll be touching on. If you want to see full reviews of those, you can go to barleydoeshorror.wordpress.com. It's going to be 31 movie reviews plus three movies that we watch at my little year or Halloween get together. So that's different from the 31? Yeah, so that's 34 movies this month that I watch. You watch three <clears> in one night and review each of them. Uh, well, I may not review the three that we watch, okay. but it is it's uh, I'll at least review one and then the three that were, that I watch at the night are ones that I've seen before, like good ones that uh. I like and I want to share. So, yeah, lots and lots going on. Don't forget to go and see Diana tonight at the Nanaimo Bar and say hello. So we can't say that enough. Say hello to the NAV staff <laughs> who are going to be there. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for listening. Um, 
that's it. I mean, there's a few minutes left, but I think it's going to be okay. Uh, nothing else you wanted to say? Nothing else to remind anybody of? Or get a copy of the Navigator. It's it's out, new. It's out. It's on campus. It looks great. It's yeah. It's an amazing cover, uh, and a great issue Super all spooky. the way through. Absolutely. Check out our ghost story by Shannon Fensky. Yes. Oh, and next week I'll be joined in studio by Chantel Spicer, one of our regular oh, contributors. Cool. She's going to co-host with me. So, so many things to tune in for next week. So many things to be excited about. Have a wonderful week. And I will be back next week with more from us. Spooky, scary skeletons and shivers down your spine. Shrieking skulls will shock your soul, seal your